You know, you talk like we ain't gonna get away with this. I've never met nobody got away with anything, ever. You. Why in the hell did you agree to do it? Because you asked, little brother. Welcome to the Bagel Boys Show. This is a movie podcast that's not meant to be taken seriously. Seriously. We go through different miniseries covering five-year-old films, franchises, and finally, actors. And this is our five-year-old film series on the movies of 2016. story mm-hmm. the other day at work i announced everybody did anybody else know that michael keaton was going to come back as the batman silence anybody <laughs> silence <laughs> and i just said you guys all suck and then my coworker pulled out ear a bunch he goes what <laughs> did she know <laughs> and i just, just stared at her and shook my head and went back to work she's probably the one she's no probably... she didn't she wouldn't know in an alternate universe where you become a stand-up that's a, that probably that joke would probably kill to a millennial alternate, audience alternate universe i am stand up what are you talking about i found i found this guy sidebar here okay we'll just lead into what you've been watching really quick yeah uh <laughs> i discovered this comedian he's not new his name is nate bargatze bargatze yeah bargatze yeah he just his delivery on everything is just like it's like this dad stumbled on stage and they <laughs> yeah. gave him a microphone and he's so funny and it's really telling that this is like my lane of humor now it might be like pandemic related and it might be just i don't know me just getting older but like everything he says there's no like big like grandiose thing which those types mm-hmm. of performances still make me laugh but He's very, like, matter-of-fact about the way he says things. And it's That's your brain of hilarious. humor. You like the observational dads yeah. who are kind of tired of everything. The, the yeah. did-you-ever-notice kind of jokes. Is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, kind of. No. Like, I, it, not Not Jerry Seinfeld territory. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I, you're a fan of that. I'm not. I don't like Jerry I like Seinfeld. the show Seinfeld. I'm not the biggest Jerry Seinfeld stand-up fan. That's what it is, yeah. Fair I love enough, the show. Fair enough, fair We're just throwing out all the hot takes today, kind yeah. of. I uh, guess really only if you care about Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> all his fans turn this episode off. You know what's hot, though? A little plug here. That Hansel? Chad, Chad, a friend of the show, makes his own hot sauce. It's he called does. Uncle Juices, and I've got Freaking some. Freaking rules! It, it's it's delicious. very good. I just tried it today. Highly yeah. recommend it. Oh, it slaps! It's The first one is called Flame Seeker. The mm-hmm. other one, I don't know if he has a name yet or not. But if you go to UncleJuices.HotSauce at Instagram or Facebook, you can... He does have a website up now. He just launched a website, so you can order this hot sauce. So if you mm-hmm. like hot sauces, big thumbs up for whatever the second uh, more green in color sauce mm-hmm. is. That one is my favorite. I you like, like the both. green one? I like them both. I'm team red, but I respect the green very much. The red was very spicy. Surprisingly. Mama Mia, it was a spicy meatball. <laughs> Which is like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I just mean like it, it's very like for sauce heads out there. Mm-hmm. It is habanero based. So this wasn't no like cookie cutter jalapeno 
you know, we're going to add a little spice to the salsa from This from ain't your no Papa, Weenie Hut Jr. You know? No, this is like straight. It, it is Walter White. It is the one that knocks on the door. You know what it's about right out the get-go. It pulls your tongue out and slaps your taste buds around. You say, no, yes. you yes. listen. I'm the sauce now. But Look at me. Yes. It's a mob interrogation of your mouth. Yes. <laughs> no, it is. The second sauce. Ew. The, the second sauce. Chad described as having, uh, he described it a lot better, but it has like Asian zing type thing. He likes to try it with egg rolls and stuff like that. Right. I like to try it with everything because it's delicious. <laughs> everything? <laughs> everything? Everything. Everything. Really? Yeah. I put most recently, I put it on a bowl of shrimp and grits nice. and I tried it on Chick-fil-A sandwich that was not spicy, Ooh. which is yes. really good. There we go. Um, I'm excited to try it on more chicken. I just got it, so it's like like I He's said everything drink- very dramatically, but it's been I've had it for the course of like two meals. Okay? He's drinking a bottle just Industry. straight as we speak. Yes. He's pumping into his veins like an IV, taking shots. It's my at the vaccine. Same time. <laughs> it's your vaccine. It's gonna cure you of the COVIDs. Yeah. Go. Nice. I have all the COVIDs. They're gone now, though. They're Uncle Chad's hot sauce. So no, no, no. Yes. This product will not give you COVID. We got to make that disclaimer. Who said that? Uh, I I thought that I Michael said it was said curing that. that. No, I thought yeah, Michael say said anything that. about that. I, I know, no, but just this is just no. Sorry for your poor plug, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> what did you expect from well, the show? Let's, let's get another one out of the way. I listened to uh, an episode of another podcast mm-hmm. called The Donut Dudes. The Donut Dudes. They are self-proclaimed our sons, and so I would like to officially adopt them. And become their fathers. I want to open up my door and bring him to my arms and say, how was school today, honey? And pat him on the head. Our friends Luke and Matt uh, run like a music podcast. Not like a music podcast. It is a music podcast. I don't know why I'm so bad at talking. But they're doing some fun stuff over there with that. I'm not a huge music person. Daniel is. I believe Daniel was just on the show. So go check them out. By the time this airs, I think my episode will be out. Okay. So Which episode were you on? The Switchfoot episode? No, no, no. I did the Killers. Oh, okay. The Killers, nice. my favorite band. So yeah, go check out. I don't know why I said no with such disdain. I'm, I like Switchfoot. Yeah, who like, doesn't no, like Switchfoot? Michael, you idiot. <laughs> you used to be that. the biggest Switchfoot. Fan. You really I did. did. That's why I yeah. thought like Switchford and Mumf- Switchford. Switchford, Switchford and Mumfoot and Sons is what I was about to say. <laughs> Those were my high school bands. Mumfoot and Sons. Mumfoot and Sons. Uh, sorry, the Donut Dudes. Yeah. Love those guys. Please go check them out. I had mm-hmm. a ton of fun being on that show, and I think you guys really enjoy it. They cover a bunch of different genres. They got a little bit of everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. A little bit of country, a little bit of rock and roll. I don't think any country, actually. <laughs> oh, I have well. to stop you there. Sorry. I was, everything I, else. I was, going, I, was going for, I was going for a thing. I tried. I, no. tried. I shot my shot. Yeah. Michael, just sit there and be quiet. Okay. We'll let you know when you can speak. Speaking of hi, everybody. It's me. Mike, Mikey's back with his sheepish intro again. Yeah, Daniel, do you want to introduce the show this time? Uh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, welcome to the Bagel Boy Show. Thanks for tuning in this evening. Uh, this is a movie podcast, all right, and this is different from other movie podcasts because we're not taking this seriously. Neither should you. Seriously? Seriously. Okay, so we go through different miniseries. Do you know this, Wes? What do we cover on these miniseries? Well, it's funny that you ask. So we cover movies that are five years old. Such as five-year-old films, five-year-old films. Correct. That's what, yeah, okay, yeah. Movies that are older than four but um, younger than six. That's that perfect, you know, three yeah. line there. It's like sh- people remember, but it's been a long enough time. Yeah, um, cover five-year-old films. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, then we cover franchises, Ooh. which we're about to do here in a few weeks. I don't know if you knew, Wes, but I knew. <laughs> Great. I'm glad And then after that, <laughs> after that, we're talking about actors. We usually pick one actor, and then we say, hey, let's dive into this guy or gal. Mm-hmm. And we have them on the show. We don't. Should we tell them that we have Matt Damon coming on the show? <laughs> we don't. Should we let that secret out? We're going to have to cancel. <laughs> we have to cancel everything. <laughs> and so, welcome. And sit down and enjoy the show. Or stand up. You can stand up, too. Or go on a run. We've made that Or drive. Before. Have we? I yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I listen while I'm driving a lot. I Do you really? Yeah. I'm to and from work, usually. Love it. On my lunch. Crank that big This is board. great. Everyone's loving all of this. <laughs> <laughs> they should. It's Everyone's informative. Just on the edge of their seats because we're starting another episode of the Bagel Boys show. As Daniel has said, today we are talking about Hell or High Water, the 2016 David McKenzie directed movie that is a modern Western starring. Give you some beard on that, man. Chris Pine, <laughs> Ben Foster, Jeff Ridges, and Gil Birmingham. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, tagline is, blood always follows money. Blood, That's kind of a yeah, silly... Blood always follows money. I don't think I like it. A little tongue twisty. A little Say bit. it three times fast if you can. What was it? Blood, money, drugs? Blo- <laughs> blood always follows money. Blood, blood is thicker than water. <laughs> blood always follows money. Water is money. Blood. Great poster, great. though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Talking about the... And uh, I just have to make the disclaimer. This is going to have a ton of cussing in this episode because it is called Hell or High Water. So put your kids to bed for this one. Yeah. We, well, you know, we could we could <laughs> censor ourselves here because we're such potty mouths that we could change it to Heck or High Water. Or H-E double hockey sticks in high water. I don't know <laughs> well, how many... That's a bit of a mouthful, though. <laughs> How long? We might have to just, you know, slap the E for explicit on this one, guys. I'm so sorry. 80s or high water. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a great movie this is. But hey, do we want to do what you've been watching or if we dilly-dallied enough? I, I got some stuff. I've do whatever watching. you guys want. Wes, why are you so upset? <laughs> I'm not upset. I just don't know how much of this I'm actually going to keep. We've All talked about it. Mikey's, like, detailed life. We've had so many bits already that we've kind of just fumbled. <laughs> No, no, no. We have we've executed them all perfectly. We have. This is... Listen back and you'll see. Okay. I'll have to. That's my job. <laughs> An editing nightmare. I always have the to. The world has never seen one man, one four hour recording. Mikey, what? Are you... It's not. No, it's not. It's not going to be that today. <laughs> Probably should be. Uh, what you been watching? Let's do it real quick. Wes, what you been watching? We. I, I watched a movie called Den of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, more like den of garbage because it's just heat but not good. It's the same thing. Mm. Uh, I've also watched, trying to remember in the context of this episode, what I have and haven't watched and what I've said I've watched before. Uh, we've been watching a lot of 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> sweet. Marriage is wild. Mm. Marriage is even wilder when you do it in under 100 days that's how you met rachel right no it's not i don't recommend it at all it's yeah there's there's it's it's fun tv though it makes for entertainment and pointing and and judging and 
a lot of uh, hijinks ensues as people try to get married under that amount of time. A lot of the times, it being some sort of cultural uh, barrier there because mm-hmm. it's through the K-1 visa. They have to get married where, while they're in the States with oh, 90 gosh. days. Oh, and so, yeah, that that's... Anyways, people know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty famous show. If you don't, it's probably... It, it might not be your thing. It might be your thing. That's That's the whole thing. People get married or try to get married within 90 days. <laughs> people might possibly get married. In ninety days, there you go. we're everything about this just feels flat-footed. <laughs> no, absolutely no, not. What have you been watching? No flat. What have you been watching? <laughs> what have I been watching? Yes. Well, all right. So I watched a movie called The Apartment. It's an old movie from uh, I think it's late fifties, early sixties, black and white. Why does everything we say sound boring to me right now? <laughs> like even the more everything I'm saying is boring to no, you right now. Me, I do everything everyone in the room is saying, including yourself. Including I'm so me. sorry that we're boring you, Wesley. We came here to He's do a boring podcast. himself too. <laughs> I mean. Well, I'm sorry we're not exciting. Do you want me to juggle while I talk to you? Maybe. Do you mean to wear a big? You? <laughs> That'd actually be fun. Do you mean to wear a big clown nose? No. Do a stand up comedy? I couldn't see it because it, it's behind the microphone. I wouldn't get any visual. Continue out about of that. the apartment, please. Well, yeah. I, I'm interested. I think that I just got to do up and do a big Jim Carrey stand up. I'm thing. just letting you know how I feel. Jeez. All right. Well, I I don't know. I watched a movie called The Apartment. Is good. that all you've watched? It's good. I started a show on Amazon called Them. I watched the first couple episodes. It's pretty scary. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, that yeah it's boring, good. though. It's boring, Mikey. Is it really? Yeah, well, it's boring to us. Or is it just boring in this context? It's boring in this context, yes. <laughs> So screw me. I want to sit in my boring corner and let Mikey take a turn. Um, Mikey, please have something. That apparently just Actually, I'm going to get on a hype train right here. Uh, oh. If you got HBO Max, if you don't get it or know somebody who gets it, and, uh, go have these with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then go watch the Harley Quinn show. It is not mm. kid appropriate, but oh my God, it's so good. Like, Cartoon? Yes, it's a cartoon. Okay. I am rolling every episode. And it's not just funny either. It's actually emotionally evocative. Like, I'm feeling deep things for these people. I'm invested in these characters. It's a great show. I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, beyond that, I've actually watched uh, Birds of Prey for the first time. Another hey. great. I like that movie. It's a good movie. It's great. Uh, Birds of Prey. Ewan McGregor. So good. Like, so good. He makes yeah. one of the best villains that I've seen recently. Like, Ah, it's so good. And then actually, you guys will like this. I rewatched New Mutants because I had some friends over and they Oof. had never seen it. Weirdly enough, that movie is like, uh, like, I don't know, strangely watchable. Like, there's, that's a not, good, that's a good review. I, strangely not, watchable. Okay, it's not that I think it's a good movie or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's parts of it that I see that could have been good if they were done better. But mm-hmm. every time I watch it, I'm just like, still invested, even though it's been whatever an hour into this movie and it's re- contrived and the plot doesn't carry through and there's weird continuity errors all over the place and mm-hmm. the the acting can be wooden sometimes and great in other places and it's like it's just this it's just this like beautiful train wreck of a movie oh, that i can't not watch when it's on <laughs> michael i'm invested what you're saying but i am now propping wesley up like weekend at bernie's because he's so bored with this podcast <laughs> i put sunglasses on him i'm like motioning with his hands and acting like he's awake but i think it's cool and uh i watched spurs of prey with my wife shay she slept through 45 minutes of the beginning woke up watched 30 minutes took another little snooze woke up for the last 10 minutes then goes i give that a solid nine it's like oh would you oh would you shay because you were asleep Shane and Daniel got married in under 90 days. <laughs> 90 they minutes. They were on the spinoff show 80 Day Fiancé. Around the world in 80, fian- 80 Day Fiancé. She was uh, 
<laughs> so I think I know. I think I've cracked the mystery here on why I'm kind of bored. One, what? I just can't wait to talk about this movie because <laughs> it's it's something. It's great. This is a no. Movie. What is this it? Is, Wes? This is a movie. Two, I'm going on vacation in like three days, and I can't wait to be out of here. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is tonight. I just remembered we started. This is also what what we've been watching. Okay, it's all mm-hmm. related. Rachel and I showed Rachel last night the first part of the original Star Wars animated Clone Wars series oh, that aired yes. on Cartoon Network. It's on Disney Plus now. And so we watched the first hour episode and then there's another hour episode. They're they were they were released as like three minute to seven minute like vignettes between shows on Cartoon Network, but now Disney Plus just has all of them together and it's it's the most exciting thing I've ever seen on my television ever, and I have to sit here for another hour and a half before I can watch it again. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry, I kind of fell asleep. What did That's you say? Fine, nothing important. <laughs> uh, what is important though is this movie, Hell or High Water. Geez, it's been 18 minutes, <laughs> and we're just now starting. Well, hold on. Should we do another segment? No. <laughs> okay. That's Please fine. no. Guess That's the fine. tomatoes. Uh, both of you, critics <laughs> right and now, audience, both gave this a don't guess them yet. Twenty-three. Yeah, don't. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'm gonna read the the consensus. I thought it was well loved though. Okay. <laughs> well, you're about you're about to find out. Okay. Uh, uh, Hell or High Water offers a solidly crafted, well acted western heist thriller. Wow. <laughs> Do they know how to write on this website? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. That eschews mindless gunplay in favor of confident pacing and full bodied characters. That actually was really well written. <laughs> Shouldn't have been so critical. A little grumpy. Uh, you were a little cranky. We've got a fresh critics score. Who wants to fire the first shot? Are you talking about the eighty-nine that they gave it? Ninety-three, ninety-six. Critics loved this movie. Oh, they were eating it. Audience is a little bit lower. Not surprising. You can only go four higher. Uh, on this website, Rotten Tomatoes, they rank their movies on tomatoes, which is the inferior food item to rate your movies on. We rate them on bagels. This is the Bagel Boy Show. At the end, we'll give our bagel score as always. But now we're going to listen to Michael and Daniel guess the audience score, which is lower than a 96. Are you talking about the 87 that they gave it? Is that what you're talking about? You mean the 93? The 88. Oh, nice. I know it's close. We split that. We split that. <laughs> Yeah, confident pacing and full-bodied characters, uh, well-acted western heist thriller that eschews mindless gunplay. Yeah, no, that's a really good heist thriller. It's not a heist thriller. Let's let's make this clear. We'll get into that. Do bank robberies count as heists? Uh, It's that's my. We'll have that conversation as we go. But I think the rest of it we can we can say yeah, this movie is well acted. It has some different pacing than you would expect from a western movie. And it's very confident in the story it's telling. This movie was written by Taylor Sheridan, the writer of Sicario and Wind River. So once again, this is a Sicario podcast as it's become <laughs> over time. Wow, Every movie is up and oh Sicario. <laughs> it's the two sides of this coin here. It all loops back. Our next franchise series is just a Sicario franchise series. We do that in uh, the sequel. We'll have... Uh, Six episodes on Sicario, six episodes on movies that remind us of Up. We're going to bloat the yes. final episode in both of those trilogies to three hours plus. <laughs> yes, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so what was your first thoughts seeing this? Did you see this in 2016, Daniel? 
No, Senator, I did not. Okay. I saw this. Oh, when did I see this? Probably a few years ago. No, two years ago. Under your recommendation. Sure. Said, Have you seen this picture? I was like, no, I haven't. Shut up, Wes. I'm busy. I showed you a picture of Chris Pine and Ben Foster. Like, have you seen this picture? Have you seen it? No, I slept on this one. Uh, and it was actually Elliot, friend of the show, who mm-hmm. was like, hey, you got to watch this. And he brought it over and we watched it at my house, my apartment. Mm-hmm. Watched it together. Great time watching with him. Uh, really enjoyed it. I remember you liking quite a bit more than I did. On second viewing, I think I like it a little bit less. Just got to say, I know, I'm just going to come off the gate and say I probably like at least of you three, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed a good deal of it, and I have a favorable opinion of this film. Hmm. Hmm. Mikey. I remember first hearing about this movie, actually. Uh, I can't remember if it was from my uncle or from my grandmother. It was from uh, my dad's side of the family because part of this movie was filmed in my grandmother's uh, childhood home of Portales, New Mexico. Yes. And uh, some of my family, I know my uncle and my aunt, were in town while the shooting was happening, and they went and checked it out and everything. And that's how I at first heard about this movie being a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Saw it in 2016. I think I saw it with you, Wes. I can't remember rightly, though. Yes, we did. We did see this together. And I I remember enjoying it then, and uh, even more so now, I'd say, actually. You like it more than you liked it the first time. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So you've seen it twice. Uh, Yes. Only twice. Only twice. Wow. Yes, the first time in theaters, and then uh, just this morning after I got off work in preparation for this episode. Nice. Love it. Uh, We did see this in theaters, like Mikey said. Uh, This was kind of when I was diving into, like, 2016, I'm discovering as we've gone through this miniseries, was, like, the most, I don't want to say influential movie year for me, but it was, I got, I was getting my hands dirty. I was going through, like, researching different ones that I wouldn't normally see a lot of indie films, a lot of smaller films, limited releases, stuff like that. And this was one where I was like, oh, they're showing this at this specific theater at this specific time. And that's all they're, that's the only time they're going to show it. And this is getting really good reviews and a lot of buzz. And we got to go see it. So I grabbed my key and we went to the theater. And you yeah, pulled him out the door. I pulled him out the door into the car, into the theater. And he sat very willingly uh, in the seat. Because at that point, I had pushed him and pulled him into too many places that he knew that I could easily keep him there if I wanted to. So he just accepted his fate and watched the movie. And you didn't remember this, Mikey? Uh, no comment. Drugs. There you go. Yes. Uh, so yeah, the movie itself was something that stuck out to me this year because, like the description on Rotten Tomatoes was saying, this is something that... Well, yes, I am a big Sicario fan. This is a much different uh, movie than that in the sense that it is very, very trying to get you to relate to the characters in a way that Sicario doesn't. In Sicario, it's more about like the gray area. While this movie definitely dabbles in the gray area of morality and stuff like that, it is very much the character-driven story and the journey of these two brothers, Toby and Tanner. Tanner. I was like, for some reason, I thought a different T name, and I was like, Toby and Turk? That's testicle? Te- <laughs> Toby and Testicle. You can't, you, you guys can't see us, but we're both glaring at Daniel right now. What? Because you can't do that on Mike after making fun of us for other jokes we made off Mike. I said penis on inside out, and you kept it in. <laughs> I did. I'm not. I'm not trying to censor yeah. anything. This movie's called Hell or High Water. Oh this no! Is... <laughs> He's saying it. I'm just saying. You're... 
Anyways. Anyways. Tanner and Toby, How- the Howard brothers. Mm. Okay, the story follows them. For one reason or another, they need more money. All right? And so they're devising a plan to get this money. And that plan involves bank robberies. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but it's robbing the banks that hold the loan or the mm-hmm. reverse mortgage on their mom's ranch, which is why they're going after these banks. That's yeah. the very specific thing I didn't say yet. <laughs> They're trying to raise money to save their ranch because their mom passed away and the bank is basically screwing them out of their land Mm -hmm. and they're robbing these specific banks to basically pay them back with their own money and they've got to hit different branch locations because they're not just going in and robbing the vaults or robbing the the money from the... They're robbing from like the drawers, the unmarked bills, all that stuff that can't be traced and Jeff Bridges and Gil Birmingham, they play the rangers who are coming after him and, and uh, hunting him down there's a the uh, the uh, to complicate or uh, bring more intrigue into it chris pine has found oil on this land yeah. yes so you could say that chris pine in this movie might be an oil man he is an oil man he is an oil man <laughs> and <laughs> He is a very compelling character in this movie. And that's what I liked the first time I saw it, was the fact that you had the story of two brothers, Toby being Chris Pine and Tanner, played by Ben Foster. One, Ben Foster has been to jail for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And Toby has been... Yes, yeah, so Toby has been on the, uh, the up and up, on the straight and narrow, although having some rough times in real life on his own, uh, getting divorced... You know, not having enough money to pay in child support, being estranged from his kids, a lot of different things you learn throughout this film. And so that's something that has kept me coming back to this movie because as much as I love to see the shoot, shoot of the gun and the get me the money in the bag of the bank robberies and the heistiness, the heistiness. Mm-hmm. You like you some heistiness. I do like some heistiness. Your heistiness is what it's I It's heist you. adjacent in this movie. Yes. Which is close enough. We'll just call it a heist movie. I love heist movies. This is and a heist movie podcast. No, wait. Yeah. I got a question about that, though. Because, yeah, like, I, I love a good heist movie as much as anybody. Does this sort of, like, rough and tumble kind of bank robbery count as a heist? If it was just one bank, it would be a bank robbery or a robbery movie or a, thievy, a thieving movie. But this it's because is, of the larger plan going on. There's a plan. There's executing of the plan. And the yeah, whole movie is all right, leads all up right, to I'm a climax of, of the completion of that plan. Heist movie. Okay, I didn't read the pamphlet on this. Yeah, I'm on board with it now. I'm bored. I gave now. you all a laminated piece of reading material <laughs> to do before the seventh. Got a flowchart on it and everything. There's a Venn diagram here, and Hell or High Water is smack dab right in the middle of that. So yes, <laughs> this is the heist movie. You heard it here first. You heard five it. years after the movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> I love their whole storyline. Yes. Two brothers. I think that's if you just focus in. On that storyline, mm-hmm. how they play off each other, A plus movie. Like, just great, for the most part. Mm-hmm. A minus, backtrack. But anyway, oh, okay. uh, no, I That's think fine. just, I love the two of them playing off together. Ben Foster's great. Why hasn't he been in more movies? Why hasn't he? He's been in quite a bit, just not anything like. My long lost cousin. Super, super popular. People might actually get confused. He's not your long lost cousin. <laughs> 
no, like I would be very surprised if somebody got confused by that. <laughs> that would I be really a very mean. stupid listener. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> You'd be very stupid to think people that people have random, you know, connections in the world. Okay, well, I suppose. Um, yeah, and I also think it's really interesting how you do not have that many scenes with Chris Pine's family, his ex-wife and his kids. Yeah, I think it's I think totally intentional. Is intentional. I think that's a really cool touch that it's just his mission, and it's almost like his obsession with wanting to have his kids have a good life. Yeah, but really, yeah. what they need is a dad. I'm gonna start crying, and he's not there for him. Right. So that definitely is intentional. I Which, think that's really cool. If you notice the dialogue that they have earlier on in the movie, it seems like they had a lot of daddy issues growing up too. Yeah. Yeah. And to yeah, the point exactly. that to the point that uh, Tanner actually shot their father. Yeah. yeah. And right. he's probably screwing over his kids just like he was screwed over because right. they don't have that influence in right. his life. So. And. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I I appreciate their relationship quite a bit too. Like being a brother, like having three siblings who are brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's just they they do pull that chemistry off incredibly well there's yeah. one scene where they start just messing around and wrestling and i'm like i do that <laughs> like <laughs> i do that <laughs> i do that. right yeah. Uh, 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 yeah i also like how their relationship is kind of reflected in the negative with uh, the two rangers played by gil and uh jeff yes mm-hmm. because they play marcus and alberto yeah marcus mm-hmm. and alberto because where tanner and toby have this like the both relationships have the synergy going on even more so with the rangers actually but the difference is and this is the one that that, at least this is the difference i noticed where tanner is you could call it selflessness but more like he's accepted his fate that he's an outlaw and always Mm -hmm. going to be an outlaw right so he's willing to do this thing for his little brother as he would affectionately say throughout the movie and basically Right after getting out of jail, immediately go back to a life of crime and put his life on the line and eventually give Mm -hmm. his life for his little brother and for his little brother's kids at that point. Whereas Jeff Bridges throughout the movie is insistently holding on in the big brother role towards Gil to the thing that he wants to do. It's about him. He's being in this, he's kind of got this selfish thing going on a little bit. At least that's what I noticed. And it ends up costing him dearly. Yes. I just loved it. That's a great point to bring up because the duality of the back and forth between the quote-unquote good guys and the bad guys, that's what makes this movie extremely and internally interesting is because these characters are so lived in that you can see the soft side and the relatable side of this criminal. This guy who killed his father, went to prison for however many years and got out and then was under the radar for a little bit until his... You know, straight and straight and narrow. The straight and narrow brother of Toby devises this plan to raise this money to save the ranch and then to immediately give it to his family is what's revealed at the end. And so obviously, you know, his intentions are pure. But the fact, like you said, he's willing to jump in for this for his little brother while these other guys are kind of just riding around trying to solve the mystery. And they're kind of having fun with it and at first because they want at least jeff bridges is mm-hmm. he sees this as an opportunity to get out from behind the desk he's going to retire soon and so that whole aspect of the movie watching them kind of shoot zingers back and forth at each other uh jeff bridges and gil birmingham mm-hmm. it gives the the dialogue a lot of bite a lot of humor but also a lot of meaning in between because you get a lot of these brotherly conversations between chris pine and ben foster and then you get a lot of these almost uh 
you know, non-weighty, non-important, just kind of shooting the shit kind of conversations mm-hmm. with the other people. And it's interesting to watch how things pan out because eventually sacrifices are made toward the end of the film and then they have to live with that, mm-hmm. the characters who uh, survive the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. One thing that I like too, I really like like neo-Western movies. Yeah. Because I like, yeah. I like the moral... This is high fluid. I like the more ambiguity yeah, of it yeah. all. I like how it's not oh, yeah. good guys versus bad guys in this movie. No, no I you relate know? more to the what is yeah. ostensibly the bad guys, the robbers in this movie. This isn't like a John guys. Ford like classic nineteen fifties John Wayne's gonna kill the bad guys. Right. Exactly. Which are usually Indians. <laughs> Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. And in this movie it's you know, it Chris Pine. Not really a great guy, but I wouldn't consider him a bad guy in the movie. Mm-hmm. Same with Jeff Bridges. He's, you know, in the old classic movies, he would have been the hero, but he's not really all that great of a guy. That no, really he's kind for. of an asshole. Really. He is. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, in, in any other work environment, blatant harassment, like, all the time against his co-worker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, the writer, Sheridan, he makes sure that not only is like inequality kind of up towards the front spotlight, but also the poverty side of things too. And that's another thing where it's not just, oh, cowboys being cowboys and people robbing place for no reason. Everything that's done in the movie has like this huge reason behind it, this heart behind it. These characters are doing something that you'd be like, hey, if you had if you were pushed into that kind of situation for your family, what would you do? And would you come up with some sort of outside-the-law solution for that problem? And you see that in the rest of the side characters, too. That they're not ones that went that step and took that leap into breaking the law. But each and every one of them has something, whether it's the waitress at the diner who's talking about paying her mortgage Mm -hmm. payment. Or the people that are uh, in the casino kind of having small conversations with them. All these different things. This whole world is so like connected by this this cancerous problem of poverty in small town West mm-hmm. Texas, and it affects everyone. And mm-hmm. I like that everyone kind of has this problem, or most of the people we see in this movie have this problem. And we're watching our two main leads, our two main leads as the people who are working on solving this problem. Is it the mm-hmm. best way to go about it? That's kind of left up to interpretation because. Things happen, and they're not good things that happen. Yeah, right. It could be said the like yeah. the real villain in this movie is the banks and everything that happened. Oh can, yeah, absolutely. Kind of makes allusions to yeah, movie. Yeah, it makes no. allusions to everything that happened after the financial crash in 08. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think that's the the big super villain, if you will, in the background of all of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys get? Well, I mean, there's obviously the comparison. I I try. I'm not going to try to bring this up often between No Country and old, for Old Men because there is that similarity but do you guys feel like there's like a coen brothers kind of sense of humor actually i had a couple things about that well one thing about that but yeah a little bit yeah yeah especially because the crime in a small nowhere town Mm -hmm. yeah where Um, where no country for old men is more of like i don't want to call it like a fantastical adventure it feels like that because mm -hmm. you got javier bardem's character in that movie as just this manifestation of evil essentially (laughs) yeah it is kind of fantasy in a way. And, and the, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones is the opposite of that. It's, it's more of a it's more of a 
that sort of highbrow and, kind yeah. of yeah it's philosophical like the, even the money in that movie it just kind of appears in the yep. main character's lap and he's forced with this choice where these guys they're more yeah, this it's is, more action it's been taken this to could get happen to this in real point. life this this movie yeah, yeah absolutely it absolutely could but, but that's a double-edged sword for me because i like that it reminds me of that and i like some of the similarities but then i'm comparing it to no country which is you guys, I don't know if I mentioned the past five minutes, but that's my favorite movie. And I love the Coen Brothers, so that can be a double edged sword. I don't think you mentioned that on this miniseries yet. Should I say it? Say it. Say oh, it. no, we'll Country for Old Men is my favorite movie. Oh, the Coen Brothers are my favorite. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Speaking of Coen Brothers westerns, um, oh boy. <laughs> well, no, because it was something I noticed from shot one of this movie. Mm. I really enjoy the color palette. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like I feel like every like western or neo-western after oh brother which just went with the washed out sepia thing and mm-hmm. this didn't the yeah. views the blues in this movie are beautiful there's one shot uh, early on in the movie where they're standing out in front of the ranch yeah and you get the blue from the sky and you get the blue off the uh, uh there's a truck in the background that it's it just it's popping and it looks yeah. really good and you can see the blues of their eyes and it's not like there's this dust on everything all the time mm-hmm. and i really appreciated that yeah. because as much as i like that kind of oh like I don't know, like vignetted sepia tone sort of making it feel old kind of look. Yeah. It's nice to have color in your movie. Yeah. It's nice to find your eye getting drawn all over the screen instead of one focal point. And as old fashioned as this is in some ways, it's nice to see that this movie embraces that it's modern elements, you know, and it makes it very clear like, hey, this is happening, you know, today, even though it came out, you know, five years ago, it could very much happen, you know, Mm -hmm. a town over from you. Um, one of the things to just kind of bring up the camera work is something that I really like in that opening scene is the tracking shot of brothers are driving up to rob the first bank, the Texas, the Texas Midland bank. And it kind of follows the car in a tracking shot behind the bank. And then you lose sight of it, but the camera keeps moving with the same pace along that. So even though you can't see the car anymore and you can't see the brothers, Everything in that setting, as you see the teller coming in to open up for her shift, it just feels so tense. And then eventually the Mast Brothers come in behind her and they rob their first bank. This movie, like it said, it is very confidently paced. Uh, does a lot of the bank robberies in the front half of the film and then spends the middle third of it having these smaller conversations and meetings between not only the two brothers, but the two rangers who are heading after them, and the different locations that they go, kind of setting up their big plan and the rest of the stakes for the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that it builds and builds and builds, because something that, you know, the possibility of something happening is always exciting. I, I've trying to remember the exact Alfred Hitchcock quote that says something about like if you show your audience a gun like if you fire it right away like the excitement is gone this mm-hmm. movie like holds that trigger for so long and waits to fire the gun because mm, yes you think that like oh this is going to be exciting it's a bank robbery movie and then it stops and I feel like some people might see that as a criticism because it's like okay they robbed the first whatever technically three in the first 25 minutes mm-hmm. and then they don't again until like the last whatever it is hour and 15 hour and 20 and to have those conversations have that build up of the relationship between the brothers and the rangers and then have them kind of intersecting paths almost and then head into a collision course at the end of the movie not to mention that all the other banks they robbed only had maybe one 
customer in there at the bank or usually zero and they're just dealing with the tellers into a completely crowded bank at the end where everything that could go wrong that they're so hard at trying to plan to avoid a crowded bank is what they say and mention at least three other times in the movie happens at the end of the movie and yeah. it just yeah you can see the terror in their eyes when it happens because this was not meant to be a, a bloodbath but it, it quickly turns into that yeah you especially see like chris pine does some great eye acting in yes. this movie immediately as soon as they walk into that bank you can see he's like oh no this is not what i this is not what i wanted this is not what i signed up for at all yeah and it's yeah good eyes that chris pine he does have some pretty eyes. you heard it here folks he's uh, got good eyes. what's what's something that you may not be good not good thing in the movie. What not good thing in movie? We're the same flick now we nitpick. It's things that we notice these five years later that might still bother us or new things that we discovered on rewatches that might newly bother us. We might be I bothered like, people by this movie. I don't know. What, I like the negatives? new segment name, though. Uh, what you know like in this movie. If I, It's not really a nitpick. It's just I had not realized how much of an asshole like Jeff Bridges plays his character towards his coworker. Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's the part of the tone and everything. It just made me cringe at some points because it's just really, really blatant. And it's like, eesh. Yep. But, I mean, like, for people that say that they can't make movies like that anymore, 2016. They just did. Very, very yep. racially charged. Uh, not even humor at some points. Just That's meanness. Like, I get it. Like, they're, they're basically brothers and he's teasing them. That's fine. But it's like a one-note joke. Yeah, and he Throughout just keeps the whole movie. He keeps hitting on it. And it's just, to me, it just gets, I get worn down with it. I even like the second I, I mean, and, it, and like, don't get me wrong. I get why it's there. I get the point that it's trying to make, especially since, like, I mean, spoiler alert, uh, what's Gil's character's name? He gets shot. Alberto. At the end. Yeah, yeah, Alberto. Alberto gets shot, and Jeff Bridges never really had time to make it up to him. Like, hmm. and that's, yeah. uh, I think that that's what makes it sting even more. So I, I understand its place in the movie and I wouldn't take it out. It's just something that makes me personally cringe. Mm-hmm. It is time for me to play my ultimate card here. All right. What's your card? So Daniel showed his hand very early on saying that he likes this movie less. Mm-hmm. I like this movie more and more and more every time I watch it. Yeah. So much so that I want this to be a baker's dozen. I already know it's not going to be, but that's Ooh, my stance. And here's why. And it comes down to something you guys are saying right here. I know what I'm going to say here is not like the most obvious thing, but you're not supposed to like Jeff Bridges' character. Right, at right, all. right. My, the reason why I like how this movie handles that is because it is such a unique parallel between the two brothers, where the two brothers are the quote-unquote bad guys and they have good intentions while doing the wrong or unlawful thing and you have the good guys mainly jeff bridges doing the their jobs the right thing with not the best intentions and especially talking about the death of alberto not being able to have the time to make up or make amends or tell him how he really feels about how appreciative he is about being his partner Every moment leading up to the climax of the movie with Tanner and Toby, Tanner is very much, you can tell when you're re-watching this movie that he he's very intentful about the time he's spending with his brother. And before they pass, he makes it very clear that this is now getting to a place of, of great danger. And he lets them know and he says he loves them. And that's, that's their parting ways. And he yeah. takes the time and he takes the moment that he so desperately has needed 
for his brother and with right. his brother. Whereas Jeff Bridges thinks he's an action hero and he, right yeah, up until he, the end. And he's and just he's doing like, his job. Yeah. And even though things are exploding around him, he never takes the time at all, even though they're riding together in this truck for so long. Everything is very calm. They have a lot of time together where nothing's really happening. And like you guys said, he just keeps hammering home with these tired jokes after tired jokes. And I feel like we all know Didn't somebody. He, wasn't the like last that. thing he said to him before he got shot a tired joke too? Yep. Yeah, basically the tomahawk thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's why I like it. It's so right, like it purposeful. No, 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 I was no, saying I doing the nitpick thing. Like uh, that's I my know. nitpick. It's just something that bothers me personally. So... Not that I don't see it. It has its place in the movie yeah. for yes. that reason that yes. you pointed out so expertly. I'm gonna push back here. Here we go. Here's my here's here my two cents. Here's my two cents. Yeah. Everything you guys are saying makes sense. And Mikey, when you were talking about how the Rangers' relationship parallels the two brothers, Mm -hmm. that made sense to me. Here's the thing, though. I kind of fault the movie for not getting me there on my own. I don't know. I feel like when I watched it, I would have never picked up on those things. And I've, I've watched it twice now, and I've paid pretty close attention. I feel like it's the writing that's a little bit shoddy in parts. And I, I'm sorry, but like the jokes with Jeff Bridges, yeah, everything you're saying, Wes, makes sense, mm-hmm. but it's annoying. And I know it's supposed to be annoying, but it needs to be annoying in a sense that's still engaging me in the story and it's not as turning me off. To his characters or to the whole thing? To the whole thing. I think Jeff Bridges is fantastic in this movie, acting wise. Mm-hmm. It's tricky because, yeah, I know what you're saying. He's supposed to be unlikable. In a way, that's engaging, I'm and he is. you there, raising those bagels. No, you're not. The yeast <laughs> in the bagels about is this. rising. They're not. <laughs> but instead, it kind of falls flat for me, because it's just, I don't care for it, and I'm not getting anything from it. Well, that's I think just that me. just proves the point, then, that it accomplishes what it's supposed to do. Like, you don't like him. You find everything no, he does great. I know that, but I'm not engaged with it, and I'm not like, oh, this is, I get why they're doing this and everything. It's just kind of grates on my nerves. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, but I know it's the point. But I just it's... brought Mikey here to say that's the point. Everything <laughs> negative you have to say about this movie. I'm trying to think of like a good example of. No, because um... I understand where you're at. Because it personally makes me uncomfortable. But just because something might make me personally yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, but it's kind of cheap. Because it's like. It's just the same joke 12 times. But there's right. real people like that. Though. I know. That's right. That's people the... live their lives. I know, but to me, it comes off lazy writing rather than engaging storytelling. People are lazy writers That's... in their own lives. Okay, well, now you're now you're getting very meta. Like, <laughs> you're going to a place I, I can't, I can't <laughs> follow with Going you. down a path I I get follow. what you're saying. I don't want to concede any points because that's, I guess, who I am now. But, and that's subjective. Uh, <laughs> like, if that works for you guys, that's awesome. For me, it just didn't click with me. Right. See, like, I'm caught in the middle here because it works for me, but I also understand where you're coming from where it bothers you a little bit, too, at the same time. Yeah. Is that the only thing that bothered you? We don't uh, want him too I kind of disagree with what you said about the pacing being perfect. Oh, my. I think this movie drags in the middle Ooh, pretty bad Daniel. i'm sorry it's when they hit Why the you casino apologize fight no me. get out of your I'm chair sorry fight uh, me no when they hit the casino it's specifically that scene i feel like the movie loses momentum and i'm a little bored and tempted to look at my phone that sounds like a you problem no <laughs> it's the movie's problem no. it is absolutely where you get a lot of moments there not just with tanner defending toby here's the thing Here's the thing. What is the thing? And I promise I wouldn't do this. No Country for Old Men. 
You yeah. did promise you wouldn't do that, but you're doing it. I I'm can't trust it. you anymore. You can't. Yeah, you pointed out this movie starts out with some big uh, bank robberies. Yeah. Then it slows down, which is cool. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not engaged. No Country for Old Men. Well, you're married. Somehow keeps me engaged, intense the whole movie. I'm I not. Just want to say we resemble that remark. Okay, we do. <laughs> we do resemble that remark. I don't know. I don't feel like this movie kept me as tense as I wanted it to. And again, that's a subjective thing. I'm not going to try to change your mind. No, no, on no, it. no, no. And I don't necessarily want you to, because then I might just turn into like a fit of rage here. But I think I think what keeps it engaging for me on the opposite end is that they are constantly bringing up the stakes. Like they're never like talking about things that don't matter explicitly to the story. You know, like when they're just having. No you know, like normal-ish conversations, there's always something there where we're either learning about the characters or setting something up that's going to happen later on in the movie. Like, like no, which, no, no, no. For there's example, no, yeah, like early, yeah. er, I forget if it's early on, but they stop at uh, uh, Tanner's trailer yep. and he starts drinking beer and yep, uh, Toby's just like, I need you sober. And then Tanner's just like, whoever got drunk off a of beer? Yeah. And it's like... No, that, absolutely. That, right there, like that's it's, it's not even like a particularly vital line, but there's still story elements involved in that. No, I don't think they like there's there's a reason that line is there. Uh, I watched an interview with all three: uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, Chris Pine, and uh, who's the other guy, Ben, ben Foster. Foster. And that was the thing that they all three agreed on with the script. They all read it, and they were all like, "There's no fat to be trimmed here." Mm-hmm. Like. They're like they talked about like and they all agreed like anytime you get a script there's stuff you want to change as an actor but they all got the script and they were like I don't want to change anything about this like yeah. all of this is story driven and serves a purpose for the plot which I think what Wesley's point is about even the slow bits there's vital information that's being conveyed there yeah I would agree with that I'm just I'm saying that it in a movie. It doesn't work for me. I'm not. I need to be tense in these kind of uh, pseudo thriller movies. It's a heist movie. It is a heist movie. <laughs> I guess the, the critics do say it's a thriller. I don't know if uh, it's like a drama thriller almost. It's like a pseudo. It's not a thriller where it's. Oh my gosh! Don't go in there. But thriller in the sense that uh, you know. It's Robin a heist Banks. Movie. <laughs> it is a heist. I'm just gonna keep repeating. That's <laughs> your take. It's like, what's the actors? It's a heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's not meant to be taken seriously. Seriously. All right. All right. All right. Well, all right, we've all right. we've talked. Uh, is there anything else? Any other negatives from you guys? No. Nope. No. Not at all. Said our piece. I, I, I was just gonna segue into positives, but like, I know we're still on the nitpick. No, go segment. positives. No, like, if you have other takes, take oh, it. Man, just take it away. Well, let's hold your takes for a second. Oh, you might be able to weave those in and out to blast I've from the cast. I've already But uh, before blast from the cast, we have our lukewarm observation. This is not a hot take. It's not a cold slice. It's something in between. Uh, we say something obvious about the movie or anything, really, and we don't acknowledge it whatsoever. That's the one. That's really the only rule of this category, and we may or may not break it every time. So... Mike, if you want to lead us off with your lukewarm observation. Along with Jeff Bridges, I too love West Texas. So there's Shiner Bach in this movie, the beer. Uh, when I was 17, my cousins uh, poured Shiner Bach beer in a red solo cup, and I drank the whole thing, and that was like my first beer. And I, I remember hiding it 
and my sister shares, Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, so that was my first beer. Uh, when I turned 21, I went out and bought Shiner Bock beer. That was the first beer I ever bought legally. But I'm um, sentimental. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave! With a box of scraps! Blast from the cast. We're going to talk about the cast of the movie here. Let's start with Chris Pine, Toby. Beautiful man. Mikey. <laughs> he is handsome. He's a handsome devil. I, That's all. All right. <laughs> ben Foster. No, great performance. I mean, like like I just talked about earlier, the eye acting that he pulls off in the ski mask, pretty much every scene he's got a ski mask on, he's mm-hmm. doing the work, and you can see it, and it's great. Uh, his chemistry with uh, uh, Ben Foster is fantastic, and likewise in the reciprocal. Uh the scene at the end with Jeff Bridges is one of the most tense moments of the entire movie. And they, they have this line. It's not particularly on my uh, quote, potent quotables, mm-hmm. but like Chris Pine says oh, something to the effect of you can come see me in town and maybe I'll give you peace. And Jeff Bridges replies, maybe I'll give it to you. And that's basically how the movie ends. And it's like, oh man, they're going to go have a standoff. Like, and yeah, it, Everything that uh, no complaints about Chris Pine's performance at all. It's just well you, artfully yeah. done. How do you think this movie ends after that? Ah, hell if I know. They, they they have a nice hell or high water if they, I know. I <laughs> stop cussing. <laughs> they have a they have a nice talk over some Shinerbach. That's it. <laughs> Ooh, I'd like it. I'd like that. I like seeing him in this. Not that he's bad in Star Trek. I think he's one of the best parts of those movies. Um, it's just nice to see that he has a lot of range with a performance where he's not given so much to do like mm-hmm. ben foster's the the very meaty role the one that i feel like most actors would be attracted to where you get to play like Ooh, he's the bad boy mm-hmm. he's the one who gets all the kind of funny lines and interesting things to do whereas like mikey said chris pine has to do a lot of eye acting he's a very quiet stoic man but you feel the most firm by the end of the movie because he's accomplished his mission to get the ranch saved and it came at a price, though. He lost his brother. He, Yeah, he plays his character very well. Like, another line that Jeff Bridges' character has was, like, your brother would have bought a big truck with skis on top or something like that. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're here and haven't changed a thing. Yeah. I'm a big Chris Pine fan. I like that he's able to just do all these kinds of roles. And it's interesting to think how he started in rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Prince Diaries 2. Just yeah. my luck with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And now he's doing Hell or High Water. He's doing the Star Trek movies. He's in the Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. He's a... Uh, I don't know. I feel like he can wear a lot of different hats. And he's handsome. He can wear handsome hats as well. Um, One of the better Chris's. Cowboy hat. He's he's might be my favorite Chris. He's a cowboy. He is a cowboy. Thank you. Um, No, I think he steals the movie for me. Good job, Chris. Yeah. Let's talk about the other person who's stealing in this movie, Ben Foster. He this was like uh, right after they uh, had filmed, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Star Trek Beyond? No, 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 no. Uh, the, the the movie where they're in Boston and they're part of the Coast Guard. Oh, Suicide Squad. No, no. S- Star Trek. No. Beyond. <laughs> Batman I'm going to look Superman. it up now so you guys stop with this. In Heart of the Sea. No, that's not it either. <laughs> Come on. Goodwill hunting Batman. <laughs> no, 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 no. Goodwill punting. It's about a kicker in in the NFL. 
Come on, keep going. He's going to Google it uh, quick. Get uh, The Departed. <laughs> That's a real movie. That's a real I know. <laughs> I thought you were going for another show. No. Oh, uh, oh uh, P- Patriots, Day with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> another real movie. Into the Woods. No, Finest Hours. They were both in that together. They were both on a boat together oh, really? in that movie. Yes. Isn't and Kevin they... Cosner in that movie? Is he? I don't. I didn't see it. I don't know think what he you're is. talking about, Michael. We don't talk about any movies that Kim Cosner is in on the show okay, okay. until we have to. Legal. Ben Foster and Chris Pine were in. I can't. I forgot it already. <laughs> the finest, finest hours together. <laughs> like immediately prior. Well, not immediately prior to shooting this movie, but it was like the last movie that they had both done, mm-hmm. and they were together on that one too. And then they came to this, and the chemistry carries over. Yeah. No, that's a that's a good point to bring up. I like that. They they they. When they were produ- producing this movie, we've talked about them like handpicking actors before, but they all were like pretty big Ben Foster fans for this guy who, you know, rides that line, of, really doesn't ride the line, but like is definitely a bad guy and is doing these nefarious things, whether it be robbing the banks or murders or whatever you want to, you know, call it. Uh, crime. <laughs> That's what you would call it. Yeah. Uh, the director, Dave McKenzie, and him had a conversation where he's they kind of had the discussion more or less of like oh well you see yourself in him or he is you and ben foster was like yeah maybe don't want to like announce that not necessarily with the things that the character has done but how he feels and what his mindset is going throughout life would you make those sacrifices when family calls if you had to do something outside of the law for the greater good of your family would you do that and so that's something that he portrays really well because even though he's the one who's definitely has more marks on his record, you ultimately care the most, not just about him and Alberto when they are killed, but you get why he's doing what he's doing. And yes, he is a criminal and he enjoys robbing banks and it's like a high for him. But at the same time, you know, deep down, he's ultimately doing this because his little brother asks, and that's what right. he says yeah, in the movie. That's, yeah. And that's that's the whole heart and core of the movie. And As he, an he older is the heart brother, of the movie. like myself, yeah. I was relating really hardcore to this guy up until there was this line about him shooting his dad, and I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, never took it that far. <laughs> like, uh, like, yeah, the he, he does such, like, I think, uh, where Chris Pine has good chemistry, Ben Foster just takes it to that other level. Like, you can tell, like, He's got like this brotherly affection for him constantly. Yeah, like, there's even more when flavor he... to his character. Yeah, and like where Chris Pine's character is not necessarily a bad guy, just on bad times. Ben Foster knows he's kind of a bad guy. And yeah, just rolls with rolls it. with yeah. it. Like he, yeah, he's embraced it. Like he has that line at the end, of Lord of the Plains. Yeah, like. Like he's kind of like this is like what I, this, uh, is this is what is I am. My, this is where I'm going. Conquered my mission. Basically. Yeah, this is yeah. where I'm gonna be. This is where I'm meet my end, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, I forgot that he was Angel from X Men. Yeah. yeah, totally forgot about that. And he's married to Laura Prepon, uh, Donna from that '70s show. That's great. Great. <laughs> no idea. What's your take? She's a Scientologist. No, 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 no. She's a Scientologist, no, 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 and he's a Buddhist. <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay, now my takes. Um. Yeah, I think he's very good in this. I'd like to see this Ben Foster character more often. Not playing Angel in the X-Men movies. No. Um, proud to say he's my cousin. On to the next one, please. We're going to talk about Jeff built it in a cave bridges. Plays Marcus. And this is... 
this is the thing. This is what I think, like, we've kind of talked about already. This is where the movie kind of makes or breaks it because of the moral ambiguity behind his character runs a lot deeper than I feel like most people would think. And so it's it's interesting. Like, we, we've t- kind of beaten this dead horse already. I think he's really, really good in the movie. He plays this kind of old, you know, guy. He's been in this position for how many long? He's been around the corner. He's seen a few things. And he just kind of takes everything for granted. He's gotten a little lazy in appreciating not only his partner, but the work that he does and why he does it. And so he's kind of gotten mixed up in these selfish reasons for doing what he does. And I feel like, yeah, Jeff Bridges portrays that very, very well. Kind of hard to understand him a little bit sometimes, but that just gives, he's got that Southern draw and just that mumbling and it's like, like, oh, what did he say? (laughs) Yeah, but I like that. It seems like a real person. I can't understand half the people that talk to me. I should probably go get my ears checked. Oh my God. Love Jeff Bridges. This isn't my favorite performance of his, but I'm a big fan. I think he commits to his bits. He every does. movie he's in. He Yes, he does. He is the dude. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you pointed it out. He, like, he has this moral ambiguity about him. I think beyond that even, like, he hasn't appreciated the, like, he, he kind of catch flavors of it very early on. He doesn't appreciate the fact that he's been able to avoid yeah. really nasty confrontations for his entire career. Right. Like, and uh, I can never remember his name. His partner. Alberto. It, Alberto. The finest hours. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Kevin Cosner's not in it. I looked it up. So okay, we're good. That. Though. Alberto is kind of pointing that out to him before they leave to go check out the bank robbery. They're just talking about his upcoming retirement and how he's lucky to be retiring mm-hmm. at all. Then, yeah, it's just he, he I, I get this vibe from him that he sees himself as the protagonist for the oh, for, sure. for the move. Like he sees himself as the protagonist up until uh, Alberto's death. Yeah. And that's that's the turning point in the movie for me. As soon as Alberto gets shot. You see, like, the horrific look in his eyes, and that's when the movie gets a little bit more graphic, too, with its violence content, and it, Jeff Bridges plays off that so well, where, like, it's a, it's sad that it came to this point, but that's a huge slap in, in the face of his character, and he shows that so well with just not his facial expressions, but how he carries out the rest of the movie. You see the urgency is just instantly there. Like, oh, yeah, people have been shooting at me for the last half hour, mm-hmm. but now because my partner died, suddenly there's stakes here it's real now. right we got to get the civilians out in yeah way. exactly up until that point he wasn't thinking about any of that and because they set him up to be this this really kind of lazy son of a bitch you're finally like oh hey wow he's awake now and you're kind of almost mad at him too for all of that because you like alberto because alberto is a cool guy he's right pretty and you kind of got flavors of it yeah. lazy flavors of it throughout so the many day. flavors daniel There's because like he Throughout the movie, he's kind of piecing together what they're going to do next. Yeah. Like, it's obvious that he's a good or a damn good cop or a damn good yeah. ranger or whatever. He just never turned it all the way on until it was too late, basically. It was way too late, yeah. And when he gets up to the other side of the the hill where they're having this shootout, and he takes the shot that kills Tanner, and the, I don't know... I don't know what it is about the way that he just kind of breathes this sigh of relief that the fight is over while simultaneously like kind of letting out this half-hearted laugh and then like kind of cries too. Yeah, all at once. All at once. So many things are going on in this guy's head that he's having to process finally after finally kicking it into gear. 
it's it's so well done. That's my f- like favorite like acting acting <laughs> he's an actor uh, yeah like it's it's so so well done and i'm glad he got nominated for this performance oh and even right then like after that sigh and breath of relief sadness whatever you want to call it that mixed emotion thing like he walks away and hits off again like you can see he's all shaky legged and he's old again like the the energy that he had been able to tap into for a little while is gone again like this is one where we talk about it all the time, like people who didn't win their their Oscars and stuff for this movie. This movie got nominated for four things, and it lost every single one of them. It got nominated for Best Picture, which is fu- that's fine. I'm not going to argue for that one. Best Supporting Actor for Bridges, which I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I know, Daniel, you're looking at me like, what the hell nope. am I talking about? No. Best Original Screenplay, which is the other one that I'm like, ah, come on, come on, give it to him. And then best film editing, which is like, I know enough about that. Uh, you know, like a squirrel knows about mathematics. You know, it's not like I appreciate it from afar. I think, <laughs> I think yeah. I know what good is. But yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about Gil Birmingham as the another piece of like the the heart of this movie. Alberto, uh, Jeff Bridges. It's so partner. hard for me to pick a favorite performance in this movie. Yeah, the, all the performances are great. Mm-hmm. I really like Gil's performance in this. Mm-hmm. He he's also in uh Wind River a little bit too. So I like That's that. Right. He, I like that he's kind of a carryover actor for for this writer director combo. He does such a good job of like like he plays it with annoyance but also like this weird sense of endearment too cuz he knows that his friends retiring soon. Yeah. He knows that this could be their last mission together. And he's so fed up with everything that he's doing but also at the same time is like this is the last time I'm going to hear these things too. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. something that, like... Which, yeah. I mean, is kind of twisted and f***ed up, but at the same time, you see their brotherly relationship in that, which is supposed to kind of mirror mm-hmm. Tanner and Toby. My favorite scene of theirs is when they're watching the televangelist. I got a, I got a potent quotable from that one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. I think that just kind of portrays his character. Like, that whole scene just kind of nails it for me. And I think he's great. Their tones kind of, especially when they realize that they've kind of cracked the case that they're about to go catch them and they're kind of yipping and hollering in their truck as they're driving to, you know, catch the criminals. It shows that these guys at some point have enjoyed working together. Oh yeah. Even though you don't see it for a lot of the earlier parts of the movie and they're good at working together too. And so to get that last little glimmer of like camaraderie and workmanship between these two guys that was long lost at one point that's on rewatches that's kind of stuff just makes it hit that much harder when he gets shot at the end yeah so i without the well acted without the phenomenal performance from birmingham it just wouldn't hold that same amount of weight Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's that's really much all for uh i feel like where Chris Pine has good eye acting, Gil has good eye acting in this movie. Which too. is funny because he wears sunglasses in a lot of the movie. <laughs> yes, Daniel, that is true. But the moments when he isn't, he's bringing it through his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think you mean eyebrow acting. <laughs> that is a thing too. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Along do- with belly button acting, but I'm what? doing it right now. I'm talking. I have the microphone down you my see belly button. Jeff Bridges' belly button in this movie, right? Yeah, he's. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, movie, nice. this movie got one bagel up now. Nice. There right, we well, go. That's working what we're on talking it. about. Got some it bridge down. belly. That's what go. I want to see. <laughs> Let's talk about potent quotables. Fun, interesting, meaningful quotes from the movie. Oh yes. 
Daniel, going to toss you the first little tee ball here. You don't toss a tee ball. You put it on the tee. Knock it out of the park first. Toss it onto the tee, and then I'll hit it. That'd be impressive. <laughs> I can do it. Don't doubt me. Uh, one of these quotes remind me of you, Wes. Uh-huh. Are you trying to make me mad? I said Dr. Pepper. This is Mr. Pibb. That's all they had. Only assholes drink Mr. Pibb. Drink up. This is what, That was one of mine, too. Yep. Dr. I do Pepper. like Dr. Pepper. Makes the world go around. We'll say, though... The the stark contrast between like the whole like Coke versus Pepsi thing, like you like one or you hate the other and that sort of thing. Um the Mr. Pib thing, I will say, I love Dr. Pepper. If they only have Mr. Pib and they have other sodas, I'm only going to drink the Mr. Pib. Like I'm not gonna get a root really? beer or like a, a Coke or a Mountain Dew. Like I'm going to get the Mr. Pib. You're gonna Passables. get Mr. Pib? Over the other soda. No. It's a passable. No, 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 no. I think it's a passable no, soda. It's, it's not. It's, it's disappointing when you learn that they don't have Dr. Pepper, but they... I'd rather them tell me... Like, even though I'll drink the Mr. Pip, I'd rather them tell me they don't have any option in that variety. And it's like, oh, sorry, we don't have Dr. Pepper. We just have, you know, whatever, Coke. Would you take a Sprite? Stuff. I'd take a Sprite next up. No. What? I'd, no. I'd, I'd abandon ship. I'd say if you don't have a Coke or a Mr... I actually take that back. Dr. Pepper Coke Sprite. Dr. Pepper 1 Coke Sprite? Yeah. Final Dr. Answer. Pepper and then nothing. <laughs> really? It's, it's Nerf or nothing. It's wow. Dr. Pepper nothing. Yeah. I don't really drink soda, so I have no oh, opinion. Oh, get out of here. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, Better than us. I, I like when Jeff Bridges comes into the first bank. He strolls in. He sees the bank manager with a big bloody nose. And he's like, they bopped you on the schnozola, huh? Yeah. He's like, yes, sir. And he's like, that's not very nice. That's one of mine, too. <laughs> yeah. Schnozola. Uh, schnozola. Oh, what was one of mine? Uh, where is it? <laughs> oh, it's one of Gil's lines. <laughs> Tweakers don't sleep. They just tweak. tweak. (laughs) (laughs) One of the more meaningful ones is like, why'd you agree to do it? He's like, because you asked a little brother. And that's that one. Uh, Another one that I like a lot is when they're in the diner and they're kind of describing like what they're going to be doing and kind of planning things out. And he he says to his brother, he's like, you talk like we're not going to get away with this. And he's like, I've never met nobody who got away with anything ever. Have you? And that's kind of like mm. the tail end mm. of their conversation. So, a similar one to that is uh, I forget the context of it, but it, they had just gotten into some sort of almost trouble. Oh yeah, it was in the it was in the uh, casino, and mm. uh, Tanner had come up and kind of shooed away the prostitute that was going after Toby, mm-hmm. and almost gotten them in trouble. And at that point, Toby was like, "How the fuck did you manage to stay out of prison for a year?" And Tanner's just like, "It's been difficult." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah that tracks." <laughs> I got two more. Uh, Marcus goes, "I love West Texas." And when that happened, I pointed at the screen. I said to say, "That's my dad." <laughs> um, the other one I was gonna say is a uh, beer clock. <laughs> beer clock. It's like not that. necessarily a quote, but Tanner in his little trailer home has a don't tread on me flag, and I'm like, of course you have that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Two other things. I do like uh, Jeff Bridges' breathing, because he is just absolutely, positively sucking every particle of oxygen in through his full mouth. And then, uh, although it's a very serious point in the movie, and they're robbing the final bank, and they get in there, the bank's crowded. Uh-huh fighting ensues they get outside 
And one of the people who has been held up at the bank while they were robbing it texted somebody. We don't know who. Brothers get outside of the bank and you see just like four or five pickup trucks. And everybody, all these citizens just have guns and they're just ready to go. And I feel like that's the most Texas thing ever. And they (laughs) chase them out of town as the cops are getting there. It's like... And they only That's quit. Wonderful. They only quit when Tanner pulls out a full auto AK. Yeah, and, and they're like, "Okay, we can't, we can't deal with this guy who has like not worth it this anymore. illegal weapon from somewhere. <laughs> right. This doesn't seem like it should be here at all." And they're like, "Okay, let's just get, get out of here. Our little, our pistols and rifles cannot compete with that." I got one last more. Yeah, one last more. One last more. One more. It works. One last ride. Is that right? No. Yeah, it works. Uh, this makes me uncomfortable. Uh, we would be obliged if you would provide the accommodations that we failed to call ahead. Boy, you're a trouble. Oh, the worst kind, darling. In your last days in the nursing home, you'll think of me and giggle. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. That is flirting. I know, but I don't want to know. success. <laughs> right. You'll think of me and giggle yeah. in a nursing home. I mean, all right. I don't know. You know what? He's bad to the bone. Let's try it next time. Say that to Shay. <laughs> get home. You'll think of me in the <laughs> nursing home and giggle. <laughs> Shay's just going to be like, what the what hell? What are you talking about? <laughs> to infinity and beyond, it's the question that we pose at every end of our movie reviews here at the end of the show about what the movie's legacy will be in another five years and will it still have impact and should it be talked about? Yeah. I wonder what you'll say. It should be. Surprise, surprise. I think this is the... probably the best screenplay from Taylor Sheridan. You like it better than Sicario? I like the screenplay better, yeah. I was careful with my words there because Sicario is oof, a whole nother beast of a movie and a lot of grays in that movie, a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about brothers, man. You are a sucker for a good brother story. I, Onward. Sure, yes. I'm not a Wait, sucker at all. Onward? Those are good movies. Good movies? The movies, guys. Movies. It's a good movie. Good film. Is every movie up onward and... Stop trying yes. to make this this no no it's true Sorry. this is a serious thing Daniel no Wes, onward he's is dropped a, on, the truth onward bombs. is a good movie it's, it's fine a good movie it's fine say good it's, it's fine I like this movie a lot as the listeners can tell as you can all tell here in this room with me right now I I wish people knew more about this movie because I feel like it got nominated for best picture. And then just kind of got swept under the rug because this was the whole La La Land year. And mm. I don't want to say like, oh, it didn't have a chance and it was just there. I think it had a chance. I think it lost a little bit of the buzz towards the end as other things got released. Because this did come out in like August-ish of mm-hmm. the year. Which isn't like super early, but it's early enough when you talk about like award contention movies and stuff like that. But with all that being said... The more and more that Taylor Sheridan writes and directs, he has another movie coming out this year on HBO Max called To Those Who Wish Me Dead, which looks really interesting. It's about a fire watcher, and there's a forest fire, but there's also two assassins on the loose while there's a forest fire. It looks bonkers. It looks really cool uh, with a lot of awesome actors in it, including John Bernthal, who's a staple of his as well. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I'm always excited to see his movies. And because of the back-to-back Sicario, then Hell or High Water, 
you can't just get away with like two solid punches without me like noticing you for like the rest of like time here. So mm. I hope more people begin to notice that and take an interest in his movies. And I feel like if people do that, this is going to be the one that stands at the top of the mountain for most people, as it probably should. That's my piece. Hmm. Mikey, what you got? I think I have different reasons, but I think it'll be talked about uh, into the future as well. Uh, especially like now, even like like the undertones and themes of this movie kind of speak, especially towards circumstances that we have in real life right now. Particular, oh, yeah. Particularly like the income inequality that's kind of pervasive throughout this movie. Like, mm-hmm. not that the Rangers sort of represent the higher class, but they have a really nice truck. They have their life together. They don't have to worry about things like mortgages, whereas mm-hmm. pretty much everybody else in this movie kind of does. The, like even at the end of the movie, like when they run into the crowded bank, it's payday. That's why everybody's there. Yeah, like everybody needs their money, and I feel like that sort of that theme kind of is going to make this thing stick around long after. Uh, I mean, into the future. Uh, it's just. Something that's going to continuously speak to people. That's my that's my take on it. I think it should be around for that reason and many others as well. I love this movie. Yeah. Daniel, do you also love this movie? I don't love this movie. Uh, no. Man. No. I oh, think man. that... I think there's enough good in it, though, that it should be remembered. Mm-hmm. I don't think it currently is. I don't hear a lot about this movie today. I think if you brought this up to... People in the street majority would not know of this movie. In fairness, that is true. A lot about other yeah, movies. No, other good is. movies that we've talked about it recently and on this podcast. That's fair. But I'm just speaking that. to Mikey's point of yes. it will be remembered. I don't know that it will be. Mm-hmm. I think if you talk to people who are into movies. Well, do you want That's the maybe. thing. Hold on. This is opinion time. Do you want it to be remembered? Do you not want it to be remembered? I want it to be remembered. Will it? I don't know. People will decide on their own. In my household, it will be. In your house, yes. No. Uh, I think there's enough good in it that it... Yes. Yes. But it's tough because I think in this genre, I think you're going to find better ones. So I think it could fall to the wayside. But I think there's enough good in it that it'll be good. When River's better this movie. Yikes, um, it's not, but... Okay. Logan's better this movie. I'm just thinking of other neo-westerns off the top of my head. Logan? I mean... I, Logan's maybe, definitely a neo-western. Maybe, maybe. Oh, I did forget is, the absolutely. part where uh, Chris Pine, you know jettisons into a are you ball really flame doing this? and he's he's a mutant right i forgot about that part of the movie Wes, and then are you ben really Foster, pretending he that has, logan's not a neo-western he, he's got wings that's right angel from x-men he's in this movie he flies away you're wrong jeff anyway. just shows up with the with the gen one iron man suit that happens he's, too yeah, yeah i remember that now that does happen it actually. is a superhero movie i forgot then i know anyway <laughs> so i'll say yes I hope that it is remembered. All right, cool. We all came to the Do we want to do bagels? I don't even know if I want to. We got to do rewatchability. Absolutely. Rewatchability. Yeah, let's do rewatchability. Wes, you're being a baby. Can I just say that? I'm being a baby. You're being a baby. Dude. You're being a baby. It's Wonder People all over again. Well, Willard People. It's what not. happened in the back half of that episode? Mikey I'm only halfway said, through Mikey that episode. What happened? I can't believe this because normally. If I'm down on a movie, which hasn't really happened yet, it has, but not one that you've liked. I think that's what it is. We've been, I've been down on movies before that you're not like super high on. 
The movies you're down on are like Baker's Dozens for me. So no, sir, I'm not a baby. I'm just excited and passionate about the things yeah, I like. Yeah, and that's fine. I, you be excited about this movie all you want. You give this a 10. I don't care. Why, so don't why be you a baby about baby? it. I'm not being because a baby Because you're getting real upset and touchy. That's the whole point of the show. No. <laughs> Everything is emphasized here All for right. most of the part. Bagels. I'm giving it a We're doing seven, a rewatchable scale. Right, we'll get back Oops. To <laughs> I just gave it bagels. <laughs> Sorry, rewatchable. Rewatchable scale is that. a fluid scale. <laughs> That's not based on numerical <laughs> scores. We like to give our movies... <laughs> We have Seek It Out, Watch With Friends, If It's On, What's the Mood, Stab My Eyes. <laughs> How many times have you seen this movie? I don't think I asked Twice. That. Oh, okay. I, I said earlier, it's been twice for me. Uh, here we go again. Wes, that's way too much time for movies. How many times have you watched it, Wes? Four. Oh, okay. That's I thought you were going to say something ridiculous like 12. 17. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a Seek It Out for me. Surprise, surprise. Mikey. Uh, but I, can I do a double? Yes, do it. Yes. Mix them on up. <laughs> seek It Out. Uh, and then uh, you gotta say the names together though. Don't just say "seek it out." Seek it if it's on. Um, there you go. Seek it out because it's great. But if you do the cable TV thing, which My- I don't, but if I did, <laughs> what? Not cable satellite. Sorry, I I don't I don't I, I don't do any of those things. Mikey, but if I did and this was on, I would watch it. This Mikey. is the whole. Th- th- this <laughs> is a rewatchable scale. Not do you have cable? <laughs> if it's on, could be on Netflix. Is this on Netflix? It used to be. Okay, well, to me, if it's on, is if I'm flipping through channels and I happen to see it. I know it's a play on words. It's supposed to be cute. So what you're saying is, if you have, but I don't flip through channels it. because I don't have channels. But if I did and this was on, I would watch it. People, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. People understand <laughs> what you're saying. It's okay. I don't understand. Explain one more time. <laughs> I would say in the hypothetical universe. Wait, why are you explaining <laughs> it again? We got it. You were joking. <laughs> no, I don't understand. <laughs> say it one more time. Seek it if it's on. That's my that's my answer. That's my that's my answer. Uh, if it's on, okay. If it's on, that's kind of cute. I said seek it out. You said if it's on. Mikey said seek it if it's on. Look at that. We got like a little sandwich. Points of agreement can be found. Um, (sighs) give us a ten. Got a just got just got a question for funsies. It's a ten for shiggles, as they say. Sure. Um. Yeah. Do you like this movie better than Moneyball? No. Okay. Moneyball's still on top. Moneyball is. I need to go back in that episode and just audio dub over you. Like this is a Baker's dozen. Wes, of course it is. Yeah. Like no. no. Money, cool runnings. Moneyball. Okay. You're you're touching like you're touching like you gold bar tier like movies. Yeah. Toy Story is not nostalgia. Toy Story is a triumph of film. <laughs> I was on. referring to Cool Runnings, but yes, there can be great uh-huh. ten out of ten movies that aren't. In the the holy trinity echelon that is like Moneyball, Cool Runnings, and Toy Story. Okay, <laughs> that's like that. There's a difference between like, you know, Arrival and No Country for Old Men, right? Mm. There is yeah. okay, okay, absolutely. Cool. No, I was just wondering how high it was. Agree on something. We agree on something. <laughs> Not this movie though. Hopefully, we'll agree next week. On our last musical episode of the mini series. Sing Street. Sing We're talking Street. about Sing Street next. Nobody knows about that movie. I don't know about, about that, that movie. movie at all. No, like if you don't know about Hell or High Water, like which is fine. That's completely yeah, re- completely normal of you, mainstream listener, movie watcher, whatever. Uh, Sing Street is even more underground because it, it did is. not get nominated for anything, even song, which it should have been. It was filmed underground. Yeah, Mikey, bagels for this movie. 
Oh, wait. I thought you gave your base. No, I didn't give me. No, I gave everybody. Yeah. Hey, you gave fine. your 10, and Daniel gave his 7.7. Everything's out of order. And I'm going to give it. Uh, see, this is the thing. I really enjoy this movie, but, like, I guess I could give it a 10 because, like, my I can give Baker's dozens to movies, can't I? Like, nope. Oh, okay. Well, It has to be a, a complete consensus of everyone oh, in the room. That is the one rule. Well, then I'm going to have to give it a 9. Okay. Like, That's fine. it's a solid 9. Like, I'll watch it again. I love it. It's great. It's not, like, my. Like, my 10 is reserved for my all-time favorite movies, which is not only colored by how good the movie is, but mm-hmm. how nostalgic it is for me, too. Gotcha. So, Absolutely. nine. That's Solid, fair easy. Too. Maybe you'll get to a 10 if you watch it again. You seem like you like it more the second time around. I did, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have, I only think I'm going to like it more and more each time I watch it. Yeah. Uh, there's more to notice on each rewatch. So, yeah. Nine. So. Next week is Sing Street. <laughs> next week is Sing Street. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, we've only got that and then one more episode. We're coming to the the end of the road here. If we're getting so fired up on these episodes, what's that one going to be like? Sing Street? No. Oh, it's going to be one. very low-key. Yeah. Sing Street's going to be a nice, relaxing time. There's we're... not really going to be any passionate opinions other than like the songs, maybe. <laughs> we're going to be on the beach just yeah. sipping on a margarita. Not that we won't sipping care about the movie. I, should, I shouldn't say that. My China I should not say that. We will care very much about the movie. It's just going to be a very nice, easygoing episode, whereas this was Daniel shooting me in the heart like 10 seconds into oh the episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Apparently, I'm a baby because <laughs> you were getting a mighty defensive. Yeah. What's what do you what's what do you want me to do? Like, oh, okay, that's fine. Well, how boring. And next time we disagree on something, I'm gonna come here and be like, "That's okay. You have that opinion, man. That's fine." <laughs> and I have no argumentative side to myself whatsoever. The only time I argue in life is in this podcast. <laughs> you know how easygoing I am. Let me let me let me ride this wild let stallion the this. into the the West Texas plains, please. You're right. I still can't believe you guys were arguing with me about Logan. I don't know if it could... I mean, I guess it could be it's, a... It's not purely a neo-Western, absolutely. though. It's... We're not doing this now, please. <laughs> no, we are! Okay, the the argumentative thing, again, mm-hmm. is that you were comparing this movie, a cold-cut Western based in reality. It's a very mm-hmm. grounded, lived-in movie. Could it's happen to IRL. A movie... In which Hugh Jackman is yes. invincible and has claws. Fights himself. There is an old man in a wheelchair that can read minds and dubstep people to death. <laughs> but you're talking about plot. I'm talking about style of movie. The style yeah. of filmmaking is similar to Logan. Like, yeah, that they're in the West. <laughs> like, they're, they're, I can't even say they, have, they rob banks in that movie because they don't. All right. You're All talking right. about, like, how it looks. Like the like that it's that I it's, guess I don't know what I'm it's talking dusty. about. No, no, I there's, want to know what you're talking about. You brought this up now, an hour and a half in. We're gonna settle this now. We're gonna squash this beep. Also, I'm writing down in my phone right now the counterpoint to your point that you brought up about me being a defensive little baby. <laughs> when you will, and you will bring it up on a future episode. I'm writing it down on my phone. On the uh, end of this series. It might be them, but it's definitely when I'm writing it down right now. And I'm going to lock this note in here, not edit it, so you can see the exact date and time. Uh-huh. So later on when it happens, all I'm going to do is open up, say the date and time and the title of the movie, and 
we'll just know that hey not neither of us are babies we just like what we like and heaven forbid that Wes has a positive opinion about something and likes to defend it in a debate discussion based movie podcast i expect to be agreed with and when i'm not i think it's unfair <laughs> and i refuse to participate is that unreasonable no <laughs> not at all What's unreasonable is if people got this far into the episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Bagel Boys Show. My name is Wes. And I'm not Wes. And I'm Mikey. Mikey's back on the show. Thank you so much, Mikey, for Thank being you, on the Mike. show. It's always a pleasure. I love, uh, as a fan, let me just say, you two going at it is uh, uh, quite quite, uh, quite a really, reason that we watch. We don't even do <laughs> or that. Or listen, rather. We don't even do it that often. Are we getting old and crotchety? That's why I love it. I feel like we've been arguing more. I think like I just want to go on vacation. Go on vacation. Just go. I've been working too much. I'm burning the candle at both ends. <laughs> Have a good vacation, Wes. Have a good vacation. And a happy Thank birthday. You. Have fun at the Grand Canyon. Uh, yeah. Can I say that? That's The paparazzi is going to follow yeah, you. Yeah. It, this episode's coming out. I'll be way back here. If you want to find me, I'm back in Indiana by the time this comes out. Probably back to my grumpy state here again. Please, let's just end the episode. What, what else do we have to bring up? Just Sing, Street, Sing Street is the next week. Sing Street's next week. Two episodes left. Sing Street and then Bagel Boy Civil War. Captain Bagel Civil America. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome, Mikey. And thank you all for sending in your submissions for what you want us to talk about. Thank you for liking and sharing and commenting on the stuff we post. It really, really means a lot to us. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your families. Tell your blarts. Bless those blarts. Bless them. Bless your farts. See you guys next time.